saw him take on every single molecule. And it was like he embodied every single molecule of the earth. And yeah. that actually what lit me up. I was like, oh, my gosh, everything is him. Yeah. Everything, everything was is made by him, for him. And oh, yeah. him, nothing holds together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything the, was alive. The here, it's, it, mm-hmm. That's remember when he died, it said the great, the earth shook and the graves. Oh, because yeah. Because the one that hold it all together had given up his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy scripture yeah. right there. People came yeah. out of their graves. Who? Listen, yeah. I'm here for that. Was Let's it, go. Was it Joseph? Yeah. And, yeah. It's got to be uh, Joseph. Uh, years ago, I was down there at Bullard, and it was a nice spring day. Boy, the day was just beautiful. And I was in an office there with a the window, uh, window uh, pulled back where I could see out of it, and birds were singing. And it had been a great day to go bass fishing. But I, was, I sat down, I was going to do, and I'd preached on the cross hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was going to do a message on the cross, and I'm pulling myself up closer to the desk like that. And on the way up, I said, Lord, make this more than mere words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moment I said, make this more than mere, mere words, I was jerked up out of the office, shot back 2,000 years in history, and there's a mob coming down the streets, and it's Jesus bearing his cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mind's working. I go, wait a minute, this couldn't happen, you know. And uh, the Lord, he, he put his eyes and locked eyes with me. I fell down. My knees hit the cobblestones. I get up and go to the cross with Christ. Mm-hmm. That's before uh, Mel Gibson did the movie, The oh, Passion yeah. of the Christ. And uh, I had a little book printed about, about the cross. Mm-hmm. It'd take you about five minutes to read it, a whole lifetime to get over it. Churches <laughs> yeah. bought them by the tens of thousands and handed them out at the Mel Gibson movies. But, mm-hmm. boy, I tell you what, you talk about something. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing he couldn't capture was the smells. There was like a, a clotted blood. And yeah. It's it mm. horrible, horrific. Yeah. Know? But, uh, yeah, that's, so that's, he can do anything he wants mm. to do. Absolutely. He's in charge. And that's the thing is he, he gave his own, it wasn't anybody that took it yeah. from him. And no. to endure that willingly, yeah. like mm. the joy set before the him. The joy set before him. He yeah. endured the cross. A lot of times we get into situations we wouldn't have got into if mm-hmm. we'd have known the outcome, but he knew the total outcome yeah. and oh, was yeah. willing. He know? did. He was willing. I had somebody the other day said, you know, people get into that mentality of like, yeah, we're just so not worth it. And mm-hmm. it's almost his victim mentality. And I said, wait a minute. Well, yeah. I said, the mm-hmm. joy set before him, like you are worth it. And yeah. that's yeah. why he did it. He yeah. thought very little of the shame he would endure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. Like. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. and it is the crux of everything. Mm. Jesus is. Yes, he is. All right. So, well, here let's, we go. Let's jump you, in. You just here jump in. <laughs> let's do what we need to do. Welcome to The Ancient Way. I'm James. I'm Marlia. We have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today, uh, long-awaited Bobby Connor. Bobby, welcome. Welcome. I'm delighted to be here. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about being here. Yes, we are. We are thrilled. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this. The last episode we did was we hope for this podcast to be a place where almost like when Nicodemus approached Jesus in the night, like we want to hear it. We want to hear the, the reality of this thing. Like, what is mm-hmm. he all about? This is a safe place for people to come in. And like you were saying, the demonstrations of power. Yes. We want this to be a place where we talk about those things and that people can latch onto it and know Jesus for themselves yeah. and live it. 
That's absolutely wonderful. Paul, the great apostle, he could have wowed people with his intellect. Mm -hmm. But here's what he said. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm -hmm. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith would not stand in the intellectual preface of a man, but rather in the power of God. That's what we've got to get back to. We have got to get back to the, the, the simplicity of the cross, mm-hmm. but that's the most profound thing in the whole world. But we've got to get back to the simplicity of it. Yeah. And boy, everything we need was provided for us on the cross. Yeah. He said, it is finished. Look up that term. It's a farming term. It is finished. It means uh, anything that needed to be done was totally done. Nothing's left undone that needed to be done. Yeah, I'm so grateful. He said, it's finished. Yeah. He didn't say, I'm finished. The, the, <laughs> the task he was at is finished. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, he he is Lord of all and he's King of kings. And uh, I think we've seen him as a lamb. But in these days that are before us, we're going to see him as a lion of the tribe of, mm-hmm. tribe of Judah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I'm delighted to be here, and we're just going to talk about Jesus and the yes. Bible. That's one of the ways to get your name written in God's book. Uh-huh. It is in the <laughs> Bible. Here's a, here's what the here's what a verse says in the Bible. Get a lot of your friends together, sit down, and start talking about among yourselves how much you love Jesus and all that He's done for you. And the Bible said God will take notice of that, and He will write your name in His book. You say, "Where's that at, Bobby?" Malachi three sixteen. <laughs> that's where that's at. Yeah. Malachi three sixteen. And if you if you'll get a bunch of your friends together and just sit down and start talking about the lavish love you have for God, mm-hmm. he'll take notice of it and write your name mm-hmm. in his book. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, uh, You well, better yeah. have your name written in his book, <laughs> yeah. don't you think? Well, I like what you said, the centricity of Christ and the simplicity yeah. of it. I mean, yeah. It's for everybody. Yeah. yeah, The understanding is there for yeah. everybody. I'll tell you, the Lord, can he can knock your socks off of you with simplistic things. Mm-hmm. One time, the Lord stood in front of me, and he was about four feet away from me and he took his finger and he did like this he made a sign uh, uh, like he was writing a word mm-hmm. and he said to me bobby do you know what a printed word is and i said to him apparently not <laughs> and he said it's a thought you can see mm-hmm. now that's so profound yep. yeah you can put your thoughts in paper and people can read it and see it yeah. and aren't you glad he put his word his thoughts yeah. And that's one thing we've got to understand about this book. The Bible has a lot to say about the Bible. Yeah. Joshua 1, eight. it says, mm-hmm. The words of this book shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate upon them day and night, and they will guarantee you overwhelming success. I tell people, if you want to be a flop, stay out of the Bible. Yeah. But if you want to have overwhelming success, get into the Bible mm-hmm. and let the Bible get into you. Oh, it's so important. The Bible said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And let me tell you, this is not just print on paper. Mm -hmm. The Bible said, and the word became flesh. And this is Jesus. And you'll never know him in the dimension God wants you to know him if you're shallow in the word of God. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that doesn't have to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we've got to get into the word of God. And the Bible says that one of the biggest books I've ever written is uh, Living in the Light. First words that God ever said to 
command was, let there be light. Yeah. And boy, mm-hmm. we need the light. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119, verse 130 said, the entrance, the penetration of his word gives light. It gives me a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. And I want us to get into the word and let the word get into us. Yeah. And uh, we got to feast upon the word of God. Everything we need, need to do battle with the devil is in the word of God. And he said, it's a sword, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And uh, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it is time for the princes to awake and arise and all the shields. Yeah. And one of the shields mm-hmm. we've got all is the shield of faith. Because yeah. without yeah. what is not faith is sin, and we've got without faith it's impossible to please God. And one of the things I, I'm really, really, really uh, challenged about: we have got to get the body of Christ to embrace purity, mm. per- purity and holiness. For said, pursue peace and holiness. For without holiness, no person will see the Lord. And the Lord mm. really dealt with me. He said, Bobby. What are, you, what are your plans? He said it in, in almost in a challenging way. Bobby, what are your plans for moving the church from simply surviving to divinely thriving? And I thought, oh, my, because <laughs> it was just right out of the blue. Yeah. And I was thinking deep in my soul, well, I don't think I have one. And then here's the answer I came up with. Well, here's my plan. My plan is to wait before Almighty God till he releases his plan to me. Then, by the grace of God, I'm going to do everything I can to fulfill his plan. And the angels said, good answer. That's what they said. <laughs> and anyway, the Lord said, I want you to move my church from uh, simply surviving to divinely thriving. See, the the plague and all of this kind of the uh, COVID and all that got the people just in a survival oh, yeah. mode. Oh, yeah. But God wants us to be above all that. Yep. And he said, here it is. It's Psalms 106. Uh, the Bible says it's uh, uh, Psalms sixteen uh, eleven. He said, you will show me the pathway of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. We have have got to get into the presence of God. Let the presence of God get into us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart does good. What? Like a medicine. Yeah. And listen, I don't know why we've got so many grumpy Christians. <laughs> listen, we're, we're kings and priests. Yeah. We've got to start believing we are who God says we are. Mm. And the Lord told me, said, Bobby, they'll never know who they are until they understand whose they are. Yep. See, we're redeemed. So Colossians yeah. 1.13 says, God takes us out of the kingdom of death and darkness and translates us into the kingdom of light, love, and liberation. It's the best journey any of us could ever take. Yeah. Therefore, for any person being Christ, what? They're a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things become bright and brand new. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful change takes place when you give your heart and your life to Christ. And God is not willing that any should perish, but everyone should come to repentance. And that's where the church comes in. We've got to let our light so shine before men that they might see Mm -hmm. our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And we've got to come. The Bible said we're a city set on a hill, Mm -hmm. and we've got to be bright, shining, uh, sharing the message of Christ. And we've got to get a little more bold about it, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And you say, well, Bobby, I'm kind of timid. No, well, you backslid. That's the problem. The Bible said the righteous will be as bold as a lion. Yeah. The Bible said the, I'm the talking lab, but You're good. I get paid to talk, so I talk fast. And uh, People say, why do you talk so fast? Well, I buy television time and I'm cheap, so I think I if like I it. talk real fast, I'll get my money's worth. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I'm just here to tell you, I'm speaking to your spirit, not your head, yeah. because God will put it down in your spirit and God will bring it back up and you can meditate upon it and muse upon it. And one of the things that the Lord wants us to do 
is learn how to seek him. You mm-hmm. say, well, Bobby, how do you seek the Lord? Matthew 6, verse 6. It says, get into the quietest room of your house, yeah. shut the door, and get into the word of God. Psalms, Psalms uh, 46 says, 10, Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, be still mm-hmm. and know that I'm God. Now, that doesn't mean not be motionless. It means focused. Yeah. Be focused. Isaiah 26, 3. God said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mm-hmm. mind is stayed upon thee. We have got to start focusing on him instead of the calamities going on. Yeah. The Bible, Jesus said it himself, men's hearts failing them for the things they see coming upon the yeah. earth. You look out at all the catastrophes and all the problems. Look over there in Hawaii. They're just mm-hmm. burning to... It's, well, I'll tell you what's happening. Our, our nation, our, our whole world is under judgment. We really are. You say, you think our nation's under judgment? Yes. Isaiah 520. Isaiah 520 says, woe unto the nation that finds it easy to call good evil and evil good. So we're there. But here's what's going to happen. Uh, God is going to breathe upon his church in a way we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. Here it is. The biggest word across the body of Christ in the days to come is going to be the word awestruck. Mm-hmm. Habakkuk says, write this down. You're going to see a work, a work in your day. It'll be so marvelous, so magnificent. One can barely believe it. And that's what's going to happen to us. I said, Lord, give mm-hmm. me an example uh, of awestruck. He said, John the Revelator. Yeah. Remember John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos? I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I heard behind me a voice. I turned to see the voice. He sees the ruling, reigning redeemer. And what does he do? He falls at his feet as though he was dead. I'm telling you guys, one of our problems in the modern day church is we're way way too familiar with the God we barely know. Mm -hmm. And we've got to get deep into the things of God Mm -hmm. and let the things of God get deep into us. So I'm just chattering around me. Well, there's there's so (laughs) many things in that, Bobby. The faith. Faith mm-hmm. comes by hearing. Yeah. Like hearing you said, like, wait for him, mm-hmm. listen for him, ask him. Yeah. And like the even like the earth, the calamities and yeah. things, oh, like man. all of creation is groaning, waiting for the sons of God Boy, to that, be revealed. But to then, me, it feels like it's the greatest honor, man. We are is. in the greatest time to actually arise and shine and actually yeah. display the kingdom of but heaven. But to be as bold as lions and yeah. to know who we are, yeah. to know whose we are, that's, that's exactly the key. Right. Because totally. he's waiting on his enemies to be made his footstool by us. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell this story. My, my sons, they'll say, oh, daddy, don't tell that story. People will think you're crazy. I said, no, I'm going to tell it because God gave it to me and <laughs> yeah. did it. For me, I'm driving down a, a, a road uh, in 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 my truck by myself, just driving along there. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, "Bobby," I said, "Yes." He said, "I have something for you to do." I said, "I'll do anything mm-hmm. that you set before me to do mm-hmm. with your help." He said, "Okay, I want you to put put your blinker on, and I want you to turn in." There was a little gap down there and a, a fence, and uh, about out there, maybe 400 yards away, 60 to 70, maybe 80 cows. And I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want you to pull off the side of the road and uh, and get out of your truck and walk up to the fence. I said, well, why? He said, those cows want to talk to you. Oh, Love yeah. it. What? Now, Come dude, on. He said, these cows want to talk to you. I said, you're telling me, almost in a squeaky voice, you're telling me. <laughs> you're telling me I'm going to get out of the truck and walk up the fence and the cows are going to come and talk to me. He said, that's right. And I knew it was God. I yeah. didn't know how it was going to unfold. I get out of the truck and I walk up there and the cows, they're way out there and they, they turn to see me and they come running because most of the time they think they're going to get food. Uh-huh. But he said, I want you to focus 
Oh, man. He said, I want want you to focus on their eyes. And these cows came running. I have never seen such anticipation. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything with such a look of anticipation. And those cows, I don't know how to say it, but they spoke to me. They spoke in in an articulate way. I could understand what they said. And here's what they said. They said, it's you. Mm -hmm. It's you. It's finally you. And I tell you, it shook me to the very core. I said, Lord, what do, what do those cows know about me that I don't know about myself? He said, Bobby, those cows know more about the timing uh, than, than you do right now. See, the Bible said the whole creation groans yep. and travails, mm-hmm. wanting us to step into our true identity as the manifested sons and daughters of God. Yes. So that's what they were saying. And uh, we, like, like we said, this is the most important time in human history to be alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And look who God's let live. Yep. I said to him, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, listen, it's crazy times and very, very important times. And I said, Lord, what were you thinking? He said, yes, I finally found me a people weak enough to work in. Yeah. Yeah. And not weak in morals, not weak in, weak in ethics, not weak in uh, character, but weak in their own ability. Yep. He mm-hmm. said, I have found me a generation that's embraced John fifteen five. Yep. Without him. Can't do a single thing with him, through him, by him. We're unstoppable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do what? All things through Christ who infuses us with inner strength. i tell you what. Uh, Colossians one twenty nine says he'll give us superhuman energy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, superhuman it. energy. It's Absolutely. in the Bible there. That's beautiful. Well, anyway, so you just guys, you guys just jump in whenever you want to. You know, I love that what you're talking about with the cows. I've had something very similar, though, and it was their craving to hear the greatest love story ever told. And we get to be the the display of the greatest love story ever told that he actually came to abide and dwell within us. And we actually get to fully display that to Mm -hmm. all creation. So now I'm this weirdo that as I'm walking through the zoo, I will actually preach the gospel because my three-year-old loves all the animals. And so now I like, it's weird, man, because they like lock eyes with me and like we talk. And there was an incident with an elephant. It was just like we knew. And that's bizarre, but... Well, look at yeah. them with intention, too. Yeah. It's like the yeah. ball really is in our court. The Lord, one of the most amazing things, and this is the trail that I've been on, is like not only did he come and demonstrate all these things for us, he gave us his heart. Yeah. Like he gave yeah. us his mind, the ability to feel what he feels, to have the faith of God, mm-hmm. the joy of God, the peace of God yeah. that surpasses understanding. Like he gave us that. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave? Artificial intelligence and the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because... That's how we see ourselves. Are we are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? It's really a a, 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 a pivotive time here. Yeah, I was coming down off the, my steps there in Moravian Falls, and uh, I, I got to the last step and started to step, and almost stepped on a little bitty bunny rabbit. Yeah, I mean he was little, and he took off running like that, and. Uh, it my heart it hurt me in the heart and the rabbit is running and my next birthday I'll be eighty years old but here I am talking to a rabbit I said <laughs> stop 
And the rabbit stopped just like that, yeah. about, I, I don't know, 15 or 20 yards out there. And I said, I won't hurt you. Come here. And he hopped around and mm-hmm. hopped right back to my foot. He is six or seven inches from my foot looking at me like that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, my heart's going, choo, choo, choo. I'm not afraid of a rabbit. Nope. But see, this is supernatural. Yeah. Yep. Here's the deal. Before the fall, there was no predator spirit. Yeah. And when mm. God puts his kingdom back on earth, a lion can lay down with a lamb. Mm-hmm. A yeah. baby can pick up a viper. Isaiah, yeah. And see, that's what we got to do. Yeah. We got to realize uh, we're in a very uh, pivotal time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in the time to possess I, the kingdom. Yes. That's I love reading that in Isaiah. Like, look at yeah. all the things that it's supposed to be like. Like, yeah. look at those and know, like, that's it. That's, that's the full reversal, now. man. Yeah. yeah. That's the full yeah. reversal where it we is. actually bring the full kingdom into this domain. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it's a wonderful time to be alive. For for the past 28 years on the Day of Atonement, we've had this visitation from Jesus Christ. My friend Bob Jones did them decades before I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how I started doing them. Uh, I met Bob back in 1994. Mm-hmm. Way back there, I had a vision of a big rock coming through the space just like that. And the Lord said, you see that? I said, yes. He said, it's a sign my kingdom is coming to earth. Call Bob Jones and he'll tell you. Now, at that time, I'd never met Bob. I'd seen him twice in a vision and mm-hmm. once on a video. And so uh, I didn't have his number. And uh, I, Ricky Skaggs, a country and western singer, gave me Bob's number. I called the number. It rang and rang. I'm just about to hang it up. And Bob goes, hello. I go, this is Bobby Connor. He said, I know who you are. You seen it, didn't you? I said, yes, I did. But you tell me what I saw. He mm-hmm. said, you saw the big rock coming through the space. This is 1994. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, I did. He said, you know what it means. I said, I do, but you'll have to tell me. He said it meant the the dominion of God. Yeah. So that's when God joined us together. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We went all over the earth uh, doing signs and wonders and miracles. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, uh, this, this thing about knowing God uh, is really real. It's not some kind of a hocus pocus yeah. kind of yeah. thing. We got to set our heart to know the yeah. Lord. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But Bob Jones, I'll tell you, very, very unique. Can I tell a Bob Jones story? Yes, please. We love Bob Jones. Bob Jones and I were (laughs) off doing a meeting. We did hundreds of meetings. And uh, there was another preacher. He wasn't with us, but he was there in in that meeting. And he knew that Bob usually would get um, an impartation at night. Uh, and then he'd come down for breakfast and share uh, what what visitation he had. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I'm I'm up there, and Bobby got down there for breakfast, and the preacher was there, and he was a little jittery and nervous because he wanted to find out if this story about Bob Jones is really true, that Bob would usually have an encounter with the Lord every night. So anyway, uh, what had happened to me was this— uh, this this is a little bit of uh, personal, but uh, I, I get up uh, during the night and have to go to the men's room. Mm-hmm. So I I'm go, I went to the men's room and I'm standing there tending to business, and shoom, an angel appeared and said, "Here, take this." Yeah. And so okay, so anyway, I I come down to the breakfast table and Bob is uh, 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 Bob had been there with this guy and this guy was a little niche and this guy asked Bob, hey Bob, anything happened to you last night? Bob said, yep, yep, did. <laughs> said, I was going up to heaven like this and an angel was coming down like this and I stopped him and said, where are you going? 
He said, I'm going to see Bobby Connor. He said, why are you going to see Bobby Connor? He said, to give him this. Yeah. And see, I arrive, and this uh, this preacher said, uh, <clears throat> uh, Bobby? I said, yes. He said, uh, anything unique happened to you last night? I go, yeah, it did. I said, <laughs> I was in the men's room, and an angel goes, here, take yeah. this. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but inquiring minds want to know what the angel gave you. I'll tell you what he gave me. He gave me the spear of Phineas. I knew which it. represents the holy, rep- <laughs> holy uh, uh, jealousy of God. Yeah. And so, boy, Heidi. But anyway, the Lord can show up and show off. Oh, and that's yeah. what we got to do. We got to let him show up and show off. Yeah. And so that people go, I, I, I can't believe this. That, that's yeah. how they start believing when they see things they can't believe. Yeah. You know? And look and, for him. Yeah. Expect it. So Bob Jones, that, he's, he, he, he came to me there during that 1994 time. And he said, mm. the Lord wants you to do the shepherd's rod. And Bob had done them for decades before me. Yeah. And I said, uh, no, Bob, I'm not going to do that. Oh, my. But I, I didn't get to tell him why I wasn't going to do it. I didn't want to do what he was already doing or copycat what yeah. somebody else was doing. But I, I I didn't get to tell Bob. I said, no, Bob, I'm not going to do that. And he goes, whip. He revved his hand like that and goes, whip. He wants you to. And off he goes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of in a little strut, strut like that, a little aggravated at me. because. And so I'm standing there and I'm beating myself up going, golly, man, I didn't handle that very well because I didn't get to tell Bob. I didn't want to do it because he was already doing it and Jesus appeared about from here to you yeah. and he said yes Bobby I want you to do the shepherd's rod and I said no Lord because I don't get revelation like that mm. when I said that I was jerked up off of earth I was carried into big old round domes somewhere in heaven mm-hmm. and oh, there were thousands of screens thousands of screens playing different sequels and I'd look at a sequel and instantly I'd know everything about it the most minute detail about it thrown back down to earth, the Lord in front of me nearly laughed and said, see, it's no problem for me to give you revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, that was 20, uh, it'll, it'll be, this September will be 29 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then from every, we've done shepherd's rods for 28 yeah. years. And looking forward, in just a few days, we'll start for the 29th one. Well, tell but us about this, this one. This is, yes. this is a one for, uh, it's called Shepherd's Rod, Volume 28, Until... The gavel of God and the justice of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this is amazing because I'd had an encounter with the Lord back 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I got called up and saw the Ancient of Days. It was 3 a.m. actually. And uh, I was asleep in bed with my wife. And uh, 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 I wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm looking and the room's almost totally dark. And I'm straining, trying to figure out somebody's in my room. And then all of a sudden, boom, back, you remember when they had flash bulbs? It was like that, boom, yeah. they, like a thousand of them went off and this bright messenger was there. He said, get up. It wasn't a, it was a command, get yeah. up. So I get up and just like that, I'm dressed. Just like that, I have my clothes on. And he said, he said, we're, we're going out. So I reached for my door handle to go out of my bedroom and he, he took it and opened it up and we stepped out, but we wasn't in the room that leads to our family room. We was in a tunnel, a tunnel with gold, with a, uh, pearl-shaped uh, arches, mm-hmm. and you could see for miles and miles down this well-lit tunnel, and it was bright. And he said, we're going there. And I thought to myself, oh, man, that's going to take a long time. And he said, no, hold your arm out. And I held my arm out like that, and he put his hand in, and it picked me up about this high off there. Mm-hmm. In a split second, we were miles down that tunnel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I got to see the Ancient of Days. Wow. And but on this day's shepherd's rod, the Lord said, uh, I, I want you to bring back the gavel of God and the verdict of God. And mm. it's Daniel, Daniel chapter seven. Uh, listen to this. It is it's one of the most amazing uh, passages of scripture. And uh, it's Daniel chapter
chapter 7, and it starts with verse 20 and 21. It said, the evil forces, the whole evil horn, that means the antichrist, the demons, the devil, everything negative and bad is in this horn. And it said the evil horn was making war against the saints of God and prevailing until the Ancient of Days stands, drops his gavel, renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God, and the saints will possess a kingdom. Yeah. So I'm telling you, that's, that is what happened. And this, in this one, I got swallowed up by a glory cloud. Yeah. Oh, it's the wildest thing. I'm on, the, I'm on the back porch of the house up there in Moravian Falls, and I'm sitting back there, and the sun is just going down. And it, when it goes all the way down, it's the end of that shepherd's rod. And they were they looked like shafts of light or spears of light was coming out of the sun rays. It mm-hmm. was amazing. And then all of a sudden, I hear this sound. It sounded like huge helicopter wings. Yeah. And I look up, and it's angels, warring angels, and they're, they're way up high, but they're screaming. I won't scream this loud on the, the thing. They're screaming and it's vibrating the earth. And they were they were crying out, divine urgency, divine urgency, sound the alarm, awake the warriors. Yeah. And I'm telling you, uh, these angels came, they're fierce and they're going to be mm-hmm. fighting for us. And it, the time has arrived now for us to uh, to establish the kingdom, to bring the kingdom, re- re- restore the kingdom. That's what he said. Yeah. And so uh, that's what he's going to do. And he's going to use people that... Uh, uh, that we never dreamed he'd use. Yeah. And one of the great moves of God that's going to come is the the holy fear of God is going to come to the millennials, mm-hmm. the young people, and we're going to be stunned and shocked by it. Yeah. But they're going to display the holy fear of the Lord, the yeah. reverential fear of the Lord in a way we've not seen before. Yeah. And so get ready. This Shepherd's Rod book. Yeah. I, listen, people people from all over have received them, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it because God wouldn't give you the word if he wasn't going to do the word. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. Absolutely. Uh, listen, this is out of Jeremiah 26, 2. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the courts of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the cities of Judah who come to worship in the Lord's house. All the words that I command you, you will speak to them and do not subtract or omit a single one. Yeah. And so, boy, he'll come and download on you and then it'll take you days to put, put uh-huh. out what he's going to do. But it's an amazing time. Uh, it is. You know, he'll. I'll try to get where he tells me to go to do it. I was in uh, Tyler, Texas once, mm-hmm. uh, and it was going to be Shepherd's Rod time. And so uh, I, I thought, well, I, I, that'll be okay. And the Lord said, Bobby. I said, yes. He said, uh, it's getting Shepherd's Rod time. I said, yes, Lord, I know that. He said, I want you to go to Turkey. And I'll speak to you. I said, Turkey, speak yeah. to me and Tyler. Yeah. He said, nope, I go to Turkey and I'll speak to you. So I had to get me a t- ticket, me and Carolyn, to uh, Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, that <clears throat> is not the place you want to go to try to get a divine <laughs> heavenly revelation unless God sends you there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a Muslim prayer, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. We're and the the windows was open. It was awful. Mm-hmm. This this was years ago, and they're trying to their their, their prayers are just penetrating. Oh, it, yeah. it drives. Uh, and anyway, uh, I, I said, Lord, why have you sent me here? He said, I'm going to show you. And about that time, a being flew in the window there in Istanbul, Turkey. Mm-hmm. He had wings sticking out the sides of his head, mm-hmm. maybe five feet. And he was he had no shirt on, and he's just rippled like this. Yeah. But he's mean, very, uh, and he, he lands out there. I'm sitting in a straight back chair, and he's about, I guess, 15 feet away from me. But he's moving, but he's not moving like a human. He's moving in jerks like that. Yeah. And he sees me, and he has the most grotesque grin, like, mm-hmm. mm, got you now. And I go, okay, Lord. And I, uh, I said, 
what do you mean to do? He said, I want you to rebuke it. Yeah. I said, I rebuke this. And all of a sudden he stuns like that. And then the Lord said, now I want you to curse it. And mm-hmm. I said, and I curse you in the name of Jesus. And if you've seen in a movie when something gets old and it falls. Oh, yeah. And it fell to the ground like that. Now it's a, a, a pile of dust about like that. Yeah. And here comes the Holy Ghost whoom, and blew it out the window. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord spoke to me. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Carolyn has, my wife has kept up with everyone at the shepherd's rods. Yeah. And it, it, it's amazing. See, we prophesied about the pandemic before yep. it came. Right. I said, there's a pandemic coming. It's going to be very deadly and devastating, but it's going to be a, sh- a wake up for a shake up for a wake up to get the church to embrace a greater glory. Yeah. And so if you look at it, because Amos 3, 7 says, surely, absolutely, God will not do a single thing on the planet Earth without first revealing what he's going to do to his servants, the prophets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. You can go all the way back to 1999, mm-hmm. the shepherd's rod and stuff like that. Yeah. Because God will tell the prophets and the prophets get out. Said so this was uh, it that brings into being what God is prophesied yeah. about. So, uh, That's I'm, great. Well, yeah, I've read I'm, this one. Yeah. It is great. Mm-hmm. I would encourage Carolyn, anybody Carolyn listening. Said she, she said he might want one or he might want <sighs> to give one to someone. Yes, you're absolutely. Sure, you're sure thank welcome you, to him because thank the Lord. Oh, it's great. Uh, and this this coming uh, September, yeah, uh, it's going to be the 29th. The, the, it'll be my 29th Shepherd's Rod. And uh, where is he sending you for this one? Oh, I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. See, you just have to position yourself yeah. and say, God, oh, yeah. I want you to do and. Um, you can you can go to bed in one one part of the world and wake up in the yep. other part. Uh-huh. Uh, I have been in two places at one time. I know this this is challenge your leaders, but uh, this is absolute truth. Don't lie in church. Yeah. Look at Ananias and Sapphira. Remember uh-huh. they fell over dead because yeah. they was lying about their devotion. Uh-huh. Boy, here's what happened to me one time. Carolyn, you are, she ought to be here to help to explain it because she was in bed with me. I'm in bed. That's uh, we had the house there in uh, Texas and. So uh, I'm sound asleep, but I, I start dreaming that I'm in a bull ring in Peru. I'm up there in a bull ring in the top of a mountain preaching. Yeah. And so I had to go catch a plane. So they they I come out of the bull ring and I'm going uh, down a steep kind of a mountain and they put me on a llama. You know, uh, uh, yeah. uh, looks like. And so I'm riding this llama down this steep hill to get down to where the pickup is to get me to the airport. And I'm holding on to the llama. And I said to the llama, here's what I said. Are you in the camel family? And it turned around and said, <laughs> yes. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. And But I said to him, Mouton, you feel like Mouton. That's a, kind of a, uh-huh. a fuzzy leather. Yeah. And. That wakes Carolyn up because uh, she said I was up in the middle of the bed stand, uh, holding on like this going, Mouton, you feel like <laughs> Mouton. Anyway, yeah. finally, I get I, I get down the bottom of the hill and I get off the llama and there, there's a bridge down there. I could go that way or I could just jump across a muddy uh, volcano stream and get to the truck that way. Yeah. So I thought I'll just jump the stream. And I jumped the stream, but I didn't quite make it and slid back in, had my good cowboy boots on yeah. and got red uh, mud all over. So anyway, we wake up that morning. We're still in bed. And Carolyn goes, what in the world happened to you last <laughs> night? I said, I had the craziest dream. I dreamed I was in Peru. I dreamed I was in a bull ring. I dreamed I rode a llama down. She said, you woke me up standing in the bed going, Mouton, you feel like Mouton. And so I said, yeah, that happened. And then I went down and she said, well, it was a crazy thing. So she goes in to make coffee. So I get up and I walk over there to get my blue jeans. Uh-huh. And I get my blue jeans off a little coat hanger thing there. And there was llama hair all uh, in the crotch. Uh-huh. And there's my boots. And they're still dripping wet mm-hmm. with red mud. Wow. See, I was in, in Texas, but in the bull ring Improved. at the same time. 
Yeah. I love it. I tell you, God God can do anything. Well, yes, he can. We've had a couple of dreams like that. I had yeah. one in particular, and it felt so real. Mm-hmm. I rescued a young girl from a car accident, pulled her out of the car, yeah. held her, and I healed her by, by yeah. just holding her, yeah. and I could feel it. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, and we've talked about, like, I yeah. wonder, yeah. you know? Yeah. I had the same thing where I was over in Russia. Yeah. And Peter had an angel. They were like, yeah. is that his angel? Yeah, that's like, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did a whole book on angels. I did one on the Lord said, I want you to write a book about the faithful and the fallen. Yeah. And uh, the faithful and the, the fallen. So I did. I did a, a lot about angels. So I'm driving my truck and the Lord appeared and said, I told you to write a book about angels and faithful and fallen. I said, I did. He said, you did real good on the angels, but you kind of skipped over on the fallen. Mm. And I was going to justify myself. Yeah. Don't do it. Here's what I did. I said, well, I didn't want to give the devil very much uh, notoriety. Yeah. That didn't work with the Lord. He said, you know my word. I would not have you ignorant, brother, concerning the devil and his devices. And he said, the only way mm. to keep the body of Christ from being ignorant yeah. is to train them. Yeah. So yeah. I had to rewrite the book about the demons mm. and to write about demons, what they had their operation. Yeah. And, and uh, so pretty wild. But yeah, that's, that's, that is in the Bible, though. I wouldn't have you ignorant concerning the devil and his plots and his plans. Absolutely. Yeah. And so anyway, God is, mm. we're in a time that is absolutely exciting yeah. if you plug into it. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, I tell you, the most miserable people on earth, uh-huh. it's not the drug addict. They're miserable. It's, yeah. it's, it's the most miserable people on earth are Christians trying to live lost. Yeah. yeah. The Bible said a double-minded person is yep. unstable in all their ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate podcasts like this and times when people, and uh, we need to pour out the word of God. Now. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I ask the Lord just to help people to siphon it in, just pull yeah. it in. And it, De- Deuteronomy 32, 13 says, he caused him to siphon honey from the rock. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes hardest situations can put out the sweetest nectar of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to have a core of leaders that know who they are yep. so they can train the people. And i tell you what, one of the things God is going to bring a quick end to is two things, contamination, that's the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. and then compromise, a people-pleasing yeah. spirit. Those are two things God will not tolerate yeah. in leadership during these days. Mm-hmm. He's going to cut it off at the root. Yeah. And so we need it. We need to have pure, clean leaders. Yeah. And we need leaders that can teach the body of Christ the vast difference between the profane and the holy, yeah. the yeah. worthwhile and the worthless. Yeah. And that, that's in the Bible. And uh. One of the things that hurt the body of Christ, I think, was this super secret friendly message. You know, you're okay. It's all forgiven. Just, you know, go ahead. You can sin. God knows that he knows. Yeah. No, that, that if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of sin, there remains no more sacrifice for mm-hmm. that sin, but a fearful looking of fiery indignation, which will divide the ab- yeah. will devour the adversary. Don't you fall into that thing, well, you can sin willfully, and then God will just knows that you're made out of flesh. No, he wants you to walk pure and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Be you holy as I am holy, he says. Mm-hmm. Well, it's anyway. it's, well, it's beholding sense, him though. I think is. that's like that. It's this simplicity going all the way back is when you behold him, then you're transformed from glory mm-hmm. to glory. It's like the whole point of our entire life. We all can mess up, but it's actually behold him in it. Yeah. Behold him because then you're going to be transformed you and you're not you even going to want to go. Yeah. Like the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Like, Absolutely. That's wonderful. You don't have to try and produce the fruit. You become fruit. The yeah. centricity of Christ. You see. Yeah. That. That's exactly right. It's so simple, man. It is. Yeah. It's great. And one thing I want to say, you talked about like, what can you siphon from the Lord and everything mm-hmm. like that? One thing with you particularly is your obedience to yeah. him. The yeah. cows, yeah. all these stories. Yeah. It's like yeah. Moses and the burning bush, like, don't neglect the little things. Yeah. Like, give that a second look. It's like, 
okay, the cows, I'm going to go do this. And I think that is, that is hearing and that yeah. is faith. Here's one of the things the Lord told me, he said, Bobby, uh, people are going to come to you and ask you for advice on how, how, what to do and how to conduct themselves mm-hmm. uh, and walk a straight up way. And I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? He mm-hmm. said, here's, here's the best advice you can give to anyone that asks you. Swift and complete obedience. Yeah. Do as quickly as yep. you can, as thoroughly as you can, anything yeah. he asks you to do. And he said, tell the people, half-hearted obedience is nothing but cloaked rebellion. Mm. So we got to learn to we just do as quickly as we can, as thoroughly as we can, anything and everything he asks us to yeah. do. And uh, if he asks you to do it, he'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that cool? Yes. I like that. Joshua 1, 9, be bold, be brave, be very courageous. Yes. Go do what you're called to do. You're not by yourself. Yes. The Lord of armies is with you. Yep. Isn't that something? It mm-hmm. is. And he's not one bit fearful. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, we have. He'll put you in situations sometimes you think, oh, man. <laughs> well, you're built for every situation you're put in. That's exactly right. You. right. Yeah, that's great. That's literally, the Lord just told me that like uh-huh. a week ago. Like just this year, I loved, I loved your shepherd's rod because this was the year of unraveling for me. And one of the things that the Lord told me was, it was Philippians four. Like I'm teaching you the secret of what it is to be in abundance and in need. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is the secret to life. It's where you're unshakable in anything. And it's actually knowing him in all things. And um, that's our steadfast foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't matter even the circumstances that you're put in because it's his glory that will actually pull through and it's going to be him on display. Yeah. Um, but he told me that he said, you were built for this. You were built for these moments. And I was like, okay, like even more, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. The companionship (laughs) of Jesus with him. We've got to teach people how to get into the presence of God because a lot of times they, they, you know, uh, we're a generation that they, we don't like silence. Yeah. And, and we're going to put on something. We're going to click something, but get still, get Mm -hmm. quiet and just focus on him. Isaiah 26, three says that will keep him in perfect peace yeah. Yeah. whose mind is stayed upon thee and boy peace is powerful romans mm-hmm. sixteen yeah. twenty said the god of peace will crush satan under your feet oh yeah isn't that cool it's the brilliant. devil hates see you you can get around witches and all that they got yeah. pseudo power but they have no peace yeah mm-hmm. and you can yeah. you can say well you know and it's i told a witch that once and it's like you'd hit her in the head with a a froze salmon you know, <laughs> you know frozen she sandwich. knew she didn't have any peace yeah. night and day they're Toss like a troubled sea. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite stories about your witches, by the way, was when you threw them up against the wall. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It was beautiful, though, because then you called out one of those girls. Yeah. And like oh. restored her. It was yeah. brilliant. It. I, I love that. We. That you can you can get them redeemed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred. We were off down in a civic center, and I, uh, this uh, I called a little girl out. It's just a. I mean, look like I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe in a. a just getting out of uh, into out of kindergarten and yeah. into big school, and she had her hair plaited and all this, and was just just sweet. A camera was shooting over my shoulder, and one shooting over her shoulder. She had her hair in braids and just cute as a bug. And I'm talking to her; she's sweet. She's yeah, I'm going to go and yeah. And there's a little chain around her neck, just a little like a jewelry chain. And the Lord said, "I want you to take this finger and this thumb and reach over there and say, what about this?'" So I reached over there and I touched her chain like this. The moment my thumb and finger touched her chain, her whole face turned inside mm-hmm. out like this. Mm. And this is what the, you know, this is what the, the little girl said. She said it loud in front of a TV cameras going all over the world. And a, a voice spoke out of her and said, leave the B-I-T-C-H alone. She's mine. Mm. Oh, they said it. 
And so yeah. I, I, I pull this thing out, and boy, this little girl had been birthed and given to the devil at her birth. Yeah. Wow. And I'm telling you, the devil says, leave the bitch alone, she's mine. And out of my mouth came these words, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I took her back with that one Love verse. Love it. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Come on. Uh, and so I, they showed that on Fox, and her family tried to sue us, you know. And yeah. I said, oh. get a number and stand in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because listen. It's uh, amazing. They're, they're, we're in a warfare. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But we're fighting from victory, not for victory. That's it. it. That's we're it. More, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Super overcomers. Ephesians 2.10. I read Ephesians 2.10 out of every English translation I could find mm-hmm. uh, of the Bible. It says, we are his workmanship, mm-hmm. created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God pre-planned for us to conduct ourselves in. It's literally saying... God created things for you to do before he created you. And then it says we're his workmanship. So I dove into that word workmanship. It means the final stroke of a master artist. Mm. And so when the devil goes, who do you think you are? Go, I'm the best God could do. Yeah. And it is finished. (laughs) You're the final stroke of a master artist. Uh, That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, 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 anyway, I sure appreciate the opportunity to come and be on the uh, podcast with you. Thank and you I, for I joining us. I pray that us. it'll just penetrate and it'll be salt and light. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Have you ever found a verse, you know it's in the Bible, but you don't like it? It's that <laughs> one right there. <laughs> You're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its ability to function, it's good for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to ever be classified as a good for nothing Christian. Totally. Yeah. Y'all, y'all see, we're the salt of the earth. Yeah, we are. And and so I don't want us to be cast out and trodden under the foot Absolutely. of men. We're we're going to represent our leader in a good way. Yes, he said, "If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me." Mm-hmm. So we got to lift him up in our life and our lips. And if you don't do it with your life, it's futile to do it with your lips. Yeah. Yeah. You preach a better lesson, lesson with your life than you do your lips. Yeah, but isn't that True. something? It is. So I've known your granddad forever. Yeah. Isn't that oh, something? Oh, yeah, it is. Well, yeah. my pastor knew you, and I didn't even know yeah. that you mm-hmm. were friends with my granddad. Yeah. That we had this, I was a sandwich. Yeah. He's like a sandwich yeah. there. Oh, boy. Uh, so funny. The, it, Did you tell him about the uh, the Blue Angels? Have you told Bobby that story I yet? Probably, well, I just noticed your watch. That reminded me of the <laughs> blue and gold. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Blue Angels. Well, you just had the, you know, the dream about the Blue Angels. I've had the dream about them. Uh, the, the fighter jets, the hornets, oh, yeah. and those three scriptures, yeah. the hornets will go before you. Yeah. And you won't have to fight with a sword or a bow. Yeah. And uh, I've had multiple dreams about them. Them showed up in real life. And then they show up as hornets, as the bugs. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was praying for like, Lord, show me those angels again. Yeah. Give me the reinforcements, people and yeah. angelic. I yeah. want to see them. Just let me know, yeah. just so I can see them. Well, this hornet showed up on my back porch. It's always two of them. Yeah. One of them was on the back porch, and I sprayed it with the wasp killer. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> well, if it's an angel, it won't, it won't, it won't kill affect, it. Yeah. So it didn't kill it, and it flew around my head. And just like you said, yeah. the warring, the helicopters, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> threw past my face and went yeah. up into my right nostril uh-huh. and burrowed into my head. Yeah. <laughs> And then I sneezed and buckled over in the yard yeah. and blew my nose and yeah. it just, it went up Never in there. Came out. But the awareness, like if you don't know, if you're mm-hmm. not aware and it's not in your mind that yeah. these angels surround you now, yeah, it should be now. It's yeah. in there. Boy, I'll tell you what, they, they'll come. Uh, I was up, Moravian Falls is a great place to have, you know, it, they, it's a very, it's a uh, open portal, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. The Moravians have had a hundred year prayer meeting 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I sat on my porch one time and I, I was sitting there with my, my and I'm writing 
and I, I'm riding around, and I had a wind chime up there, and it was chiming just really, and it was just something like out of a movie almost. And I'm just typing along there, and the wind's blowing, and the leaves are dancing around. And then I realized, I realized that I didn't hear my chimes any longer. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and there's an angel standing in the air, mm-hmm. and he's got both hands around the wind chimes like this. And he looked at me like this and goes, like, have yeah. I got your attention? And then he <laughs> turned him loose like that. And so hit me, God. My wind chimes started playing the song, All hail the power of angels. Mm-hmm. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the angel said, the body of Christ is going to learn more about the uh, the ministry of the master than they've known in their lifetime. Yeah. And that's what we got to see. We've got to see the ministry he did because mm-hmm. yeah. as my father sent me, now I'm, I'm sending you. Yeah. We're on the same mission and commission that Jesus was that's it. to mm-hmm. make God known to a, a Christ-rejecting world. Yeah, That's, that's been it. one of the greatest things that's been stirring even within me probably the last year or so is just that, is like actually carry out the rest of the mission, mm-hmm. just as the disciples did. Almost like we're going yeah. all the way back to what they were doing. That's right. And we're taking it and we're running with yeah. it. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. He's that before he said, yes, I finally found my people weak enough to work in that yeah. they'll reach out and take the baton, realizing with Christ, I can do all things through him who infuses me with inner strength. That's mm-hmm. it. And that's what that chamber, what I told you about earlier, that cave, that's what that felt like. Oh, it's yeah. like, this is what it was supposed to be there. And we're, we're back to yeah. it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, golly, Bobby, thanks for, for yeah. coming I had a great today. time. Really appreciate I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. We, uh. I love anything that's happening that's trying to get the word outside of the four walls. I think one thing that made Jesus so successful was he got the message outside of the four walls. Absolutely. He went out in the highways and the byways and compelled them to come in. Yeah. And that's what we've got to do. That's it. And this is one of the ways to do it. It is. Mm -hmm. That's how I got on television years ago. I was... Uh, riding along there, and the Lord said, I want you to look up on the housetops and tell me what you see. And I'll, this is how thick-headed uh, I am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I said, uh, shingles. <laughs> he said, no. And I said, uh, chimneys. He said, yeah. no. And finally, I said, uh, antennas. He goes, yes, that's right. Yeah. I said, why have you shown me that? He said, I want you to go on television. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I came right right around where we're at now Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, to, to Interesting. Get, on, get on TV. Yeah. And at that time, that, this was the largest NBC station around in this part of Texas. Yeah. And the Lord said, uh, I want you to go on that station. I want you to d- go up there and talk to the owner of it. Mm-hmm. So I got me an appointment with him and I go up there and I said, I'm going to show. I want to, I want, I said, well, Lord, I don't know nothing about uh, TV time and all that kind of stuff. And the, so I've learned a lot about it real quick. Oh, yeah. And here's here's what the guy told me. Uh, I met with him. I, I could tell you, I met in his office. He had 28 chairs around a big old uh, polished desk. Mm-hmm. And there I am with my little Walmart briefcase. <laughs> and the Lord said, tell him you're going to pay him $117 for each program. Hmm. Uh, and I want prime time on Sunday morning. And so the guy comes and he said, uh, uh, what, what is it? I said, I want to go on to television and I want to go into your station. I want an hour prime time on Sunday. And uh, I said, I'm going to show demons coming out of people. Yeah. I'm going to show people getting healed. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that sounds kind of strange. I said, it's real though. Yeah. And uh, he said, now you understand our time is pretty costly. I said, uh, now what are we talking about? He said, on, during the sports time, he said, 30 seconds can be $700,000. Oh, my. I said, yeah. oh, no, I'm paying you $117. <laughs> An hour. And yeah. he looked at me and goes, 
<laughs> just like that. Yeah. I'm not laughing. Yeah. He said, you're serious. I said, yes, I'm serious. He said, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You uh-huh. think I'm selling you? And he just bl- ballooned, man. Yeah. And he got up, because leader standing out in his neck, he got up and he stomped out like that. This is the craziest thing I ever heard in my whole life. And I, and so he left and I'm sitting there and I'm counting the chairs. There's 28 of them. Yeah. And, and so I, I started on the ceiling tile. And then I thought, I'm leaving. I got in a briefcase and there's yeah. no sit here. So I'm sitting there. I sat there for, I don't know, quite a while. And then the door opened again. Here he came in there, and he had two yellow sheets of paper, and he threw them down there, and he's still mad. This is the craziest thing I've ever done, and signed me two-year contract wow. for $117 yeah. a, a program. Wow. And that was wild. Wow. That's incredible. So, so yeah. I didn't I didn't have any uh, I didn't have any uh, cameras, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a little Walmart camera I'd give something like $39 for. Uh-huh. And so I, I went to a church that had real nice TV production. So they wrote me down what I needed. You'll need two Ikigami cameras. You'll need a roving camera. And I said, okay, two Ikigami. So I wrote uh-huh. down all the numbers. And I go to Dallas. And I'm in a, this place, and this guy walks up, and he said, could I help you? I said, yes, sure, I think so. I'm going on TV, and here's what I need. I need two of these Ikigami cameras. Yeah. And he said, now, you know these are quite expensive. Yeah. I said, well, what are we talking about? He said, well, 43 to 47. I said, $4,700? And he goes, <laughs> it's $47,000 per camera. Whoa. I said, I stopped right in the middle uh-huh. of the store. This is the honest to God truth. I go, hey, God, you got a problem. You don't have any cameras. Scared this guy. He takes off like this. The next Sunday, I'm down there at Bullard, and uh, I've doing a message. And I said, God wants me to get on television. I don't have any money. It costs a lot of money for the cameras, costs a lot of money for uh, the everything. And there was a couple there, never seen them before in my whole life. And they are standing there when we go out and they said, would you like to, would, could we carry you to dinner, you and your wife? I said, yes. And we get there and they, here's what they said. They said, uh, our, both of our parents have died and they've left us the family jewels. We've been praying to see what we should do with them. And when you said you wanted to start TV and uh, said both of us was converted from drug uh, lifestyle mm. out of Christian television, said, we feel like we're supposed to give you these family jewels. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know a thing about the jeweler thing. I took two pieces of the, I mean, they had a sack of jewels. I took two pieces and I was able to buy every camera we needed yeah. and everything else that we needed as far as electronics yeah. and gave them back the rest of the jewels. Wow. It's incredible. That's it. God, God is who he says he is. El Shaddai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The God that's more than you'll ever have needed. That's it. Well, listen, I have enjoyed being here. Yes. So you have to great. watch me. I'll just dominate stuff. You know? uh, no, no, it's great. I get paid it's to great. talk and I enjoy talking. Thank you, Bobby. Your stories are wonderful. So we'll take them. Listen, God bless you guys. All right, I want to pray for the people. Here's what I want to pray. Matthew 13, 16, and 17. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and blessed are your ears, for they hear. Many long to see what you see and couldn't. Many deeply desired to hear what you hear, and were not permitted. We're a very, very blessed generation to have the communication mm-hmm. channels of God open to us. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with revelatory light. You will have a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. Mm-hmm. So this is Bobby Connor, Eagles Hugh Ministry. Bless you and bless your family and let's let our light shine. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ancient Way podcast, drop us a like, share with your friends, share with your family. And if you'd like to support us and what we are doing and you would like to 
uh, play a direct role in our growth and things that we do in the future. We have a donation spot at the bottom of our show notes, so you can click on that, give however much you want. Uh, we appreciate absolutely everything. We appreciate our listeners um, and everybody that's already come alongside and encouraged us and yeah. even everybody that's been on our show. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys. 